Morning, everyone. It is Monday, February 20, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. And a very good morning to you wherever or however you are listening. And, uh, well, what a weekend that was. What an upset, St. Helens. World Club champions after the shock 13-12 to victory, golden point victory over the two-time defending NRL Premier's Penrith. We saw the Charity Shield in Mudgee and a big win for the Bunnies over the Dragons. Oh, gee, the Dragons, but let's face it. We're all on zero points still after two weeks of the preseason challenge, which was won by Manly. $100,000 heading their way after their good performances in the first couple of weeks in the trials. And then we had the cricket yesterday. You sat there, what, three o'clock at the Arvo, saw the Aussies one for 61, holding a slender one-run lead on the first innings and uh, had a pretty good evening there. Travis Head looked really good uh, late on day two and he thought, Gee, we're a chance here. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What a disaster it was there in Delhi yesterday, and uh, we'll break it down this morning. Ah, put the sweep shot away. Seriously, joining us this morning with Loz over across the ditch in New Zealand, he'll be back tomorrow, is the great Dean Bulldog Richie. How are you, Bulldog? Yeah, good morning, Mido. Clarkie, everybody out there listening, well, wasn't that a debacle? It was embarrassing, let's be honest. And it put the baggy green to shame, I thought. I really did. It put the baggy green hat to shame. And Clarkie, you're right next to me. You know more about cricket than I'll ever know. But why was this persistence with cross-bat shots on a low-turning Indian wicket? My goodness. Morning, mate. (laughs) Morning, boys. I'm sure I've got to be in Canberra with Loz. I don't want to be here this morning. Um, Tigers were good. (laughs) That's my answer to to the cricket. They would have beaten the uh, Australian cricket team. Um, Yeah, look, I think... Firstly, I I still don't know if we we had the right 11, uh, firstly. Secondly, well done to whoever's selecting the team these days in bringing Travis Head back. Um, and accepting that you made an error in that first test match. Uh, I thought he played really well. Um, oof, this, the, the sweep shot thing, look, I, I understand. The, the, the sweep shot is an important part of your armoury when playing spin. But generally, in conditions that are, are spinning, you're sweeping with the spin, not against the spin, for starters. But the sweep shot is generally played as well on a true wicket or a wicket that you have consistent bounce. When the wicket's not bouncing and it's staying low, it's probably the riskiest shot. So if I'm looking at the conditions in Delhi, that wicket was staying low. You're seeing a lot of guys get LBW or bold, hit on the bottom of the pad or bottom of the stumps. So to play a sweep shot with the spin is maximum risk. To try and attempt a sweep shot against the spin, so we're seeing blokes get out reverse sweeping. I think Alex Carey tried to reverse sweep Jadeja against the spin. Mm. I don't think there's a harder shot in the game in those conditions. So you're not sanity. You're picking your you're picking the hardest shot to play as a survival mechanism. But Clarkie, surely there's someone on that. Uh, 180 strong support staff that would say, let's not go down this path. It doesn't matter how many support staff members there are. Mate, you're playing for Australia. Surely as a batsman playing at the highest level, you calculate risk versus reward. You calculate, okay, what what is my swimming between the flags? That's where I stay until I get to 30. If I get out trying to swim between the flags and play safe cricket shots, so again, against spin bowling on a pitch like that, you would say swim between the flags is play straight, hit with spin. Let's just stick to those two theories. So straight bat, so you've got full straight bat to use, and I'm going to be playing every single ball with the spin. So if I'm looking to block, if the ball's coming in, I'll even look to block and push to the leg side. Every single run is going to go to the leg side if the ball's spinning in. If the ball's spinning away, I'm going to look to play every ball to the offside. Just stick to those two theories for your first 20 runs. Clarky, you're talking like it's a schoolboy coaching clinic. Right, it's a no-brainer. And that's fine what you're saying, I agree, but we're talking about test batsmen here. Mm. Test batsman. I noticed Pajara after the game said, uh, 
someone said, what about the sweep shot? He said, oh, it's not an ideal shot on this wicket. No, he no knew brainer. It. <laughs> he knew We're it. not taking any I notice mean, how India do it in their own backyard so well and have done it for a long period of time. It's like we're not watching India bat. Like, why would you not look at that example and go, okay, if these guys know the condition so well and this is how they're playing, why, why would we try and do something different when they've been so good at it? I, I just think, yeah, we, we just made... We, the game was there for us to win. If we make 200, if we get a, a lead of 200, I think, we're, I think we win that game. Or 220, I think we win that game. And one for 60. Yeah. We're in every position just to go steady with our thinking. Like I say, swim between the flags. We, make, we get a 200-run lead. But we just, yeah, There's a real panic know. feel, wasn't there? Did oh. you feel that? There was, no one wanted to sort of grind Australia back into the game. I, I just don't understand it. When, when you've lost a clump of wickets... Put your nose in the pitch, play straight, play yeah. so simple for a period of time. Stop yeah. the momentum of the game. It's all about ebbs and flows, Test cricket, isn't it? You've got yeah. to stop the bleeding. I mean, it was so yesterday, starting one for 61, we were then three for 95 after 19 overs, seven for 95 after 23.2 overs. We yeah. lost four for none. Mm. And then uh, in the end, we lost eight for 28. To be rolled for 113. Look, credit to India. I mean, Ravi Jadeja has just been a thorn in our side this series, pup. Seven for 42. Oh, Ashwin, the other three wickets as well. Yeah, he's a good bowler. They're both, they're both good. Look, take nothing away from the way Indian spinners bowled. They were brilliant. And, and even Rohit Sharma, that's the other part that oh, I don't know if it'll get spoken enough about. But I've got to say, I'm not sure what happened with our tactics either. We had 100 runs on the board. At one stage, Paddy Cummins had four blokes on the boundary. Like, there's two and a half days left in the test match. You're either bowling India out for under 100 or you're losing. One or the other. Mm. If you lose in 20 overs or you lose in two days, it's irrelevant. Mm. So, fielders get up, bat pad offside, bat pad leg side, slip. Uh, if, if the ball turns, if the ball bounces, if the ball shoots along the ground, if you make an error in judgment, you are getting out. That's what Australia had to do with the ball. With I know it's only a tiny run lead, but... We had to still try and win the game. We had four mid-off back, mid-on back, deep point, deep square leg. What was I watching? Are we entitled as cricket fans to have a witch hunt? Are we entitled to start asking questions about this entire tour, which from my point of view has been a rabble from the start? Well, yeah, well but it goes back it, to the it, big bash. And this is the th- who's going It's the same thing. With, but I want with, questions account- answered. But well, who's going to who's going to take accountability? Well, let's start with the captain and the coach. Well, but then they'll say, "Well, Cricket Australia wanted us to play in the BBL, so we didn't have time to play a tour game." So then, what what, what do they say there? Like at the end of the day, I, we can sit here. This is the part I don't like. I like I, me going today I, I don't i don't want to talk about the cricket today because whatever comes out of my mouth there's an article players read it i'm kicking them while they're down it's not fair I, i'm not surprised by what i'm seeing put it that way because of exactly like what you said. we didn't have a tour game major 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 mistake at least one tour game over there to get used to the conditions our selections for the first test major major mistake second test blokes sweeping well we saw enough of that in the first test match they're not the right conditions to sweep when you start your innings. And they're never going to be the right conditions to reverse sweep at the, against the spin at the start of your innings. But, like, I, Bulldog, this is the thing. I think you just got to – yes, it's hard. I, I think it, we have to accept playing in India has always been difficult. India are very good in their own backyard. That's fine. You're allowed to lose. Even that. You're allowed to lose. But it's but the what way did, you lose, Clarky. Well, think. what we did with selections before the first test, of course you're going to cop criticism. And I'll go back to us not picking Steve Smith in the 2020 walk-up. Like, selection, whoever's selecting the team has to be accountable for that mistake, number one. Number two, not picking Travis Head in the first test of this series. They're two massive mistakes. That one cost us, I reckon, cost us a chance of winning the 2020 walk-up. And now this, 100% cost us the first test, if not the second test. You know, so we've I, now got two dead rubbers where you think our shoulders will be slumped to some degree. And yet we've got to pick ourselves up and then go to England. So there are tough times ahead, not just now. And England up and about after their big win yesterday over in New Zealand. And uh, we'll break it down through the morning. Lots of texts there already. 0419 767 272 
on the text line. 13.53.53. We'll start taking calls after the 6 o'clock news. Uh, for heroes and villains today, we've got the gift card and uh, the case of the alcoholic kombucha to give away as well. But uh, I think while we go from a negative in the Aussies yesterday, all credit to St. Helens for what we saw on Sunday night, Paul Dog. Oh, what an upset. Man. What were they? 19 and a half point outsiders with the tab. 13-12. Against Penrith, you know, let's face it, a very rusty Penrith side who are missing some key players. And I see everyone keeps saying, well, they were missing kick out. You're not getting kick out back. He's gone. <laughs> so get used to that. Uh, but uh, overall, I think you just got to give utter credit to St. Helens. They said this would be probably our greatest achievement in the club's storied history. And a Lewis Dodd field goal in Golden Point ensured they are the world club champions. What did you take out of the performance the other night by both clubs? Let me start by saying I loved the game. I thought it was a fabulous game of rugby league in difficult conditions, Mm -hmm. thunder and and lightning. But St. Helens came out here. They were professional from the start. They beat the Dragons. They had a warm-up game. And then they've gone to that game. They led 12-0. And you know what? They thoroughly deserve that win. I thought their scramble defence was great. And you could see it full time. All their officials running on the field. Uh, Alex Wormsley, the big prop, dropping to his knees in tears. It meant so much to them. And I said it yesterday, maybe it's about time we as an elitist rugby league nation start to give the English game just a little bit of credit and a little bit of respect. Particularly this team, St Helens. I mean, what they've achieved. They've got some serious players. I mean, Jack Willsby... Love to see him in the NRL. Good player, isn't he, Bulldog? Terrific player. I had a bit of an argument, well, not an argument, a debate with Buzz yesterday. Yes, I want to see these players come to the NRL, but I also, to some degree, you know, want them to stay in England to boost up Super League because it is struggling. If they all come out here, you know, this international game that we want to flourish is just getting weaker and weaker because the great players are coming here because in the old days, the big money was in England. Mm. The big money's now here. So if the flood continues, the game back over in the old dart will continue to struggle. Penrith, the fallout for them. Uh, how concerning is it? Two-time champs, lost some players. You know, very underdone, obviously, considering you know their pre-season and players coming back later. I know they did come back early to ensure they could play in the World Club Challenge, a lot of those players that played in the World Cup final. But uh, overall, what did you think of their performance? Let's not forget Dylan Edwards and Liam Martin didn't play to uh, significant contributors to their back-to-back titles. Look, the question is, Mido, can they secure a three-peat? I don't know too many other teams that are going to go with Penrith. Maybe South, maybe the Roosters, maybe Parramatta. There isn't a queue of sides, in my opinion, that are lining up to take on Penrith. But, gee, winning three in a row, I think it's just going to be a mountain too Mm. steep to climb. And they're a great club. And any side in the salary cap era that can make three successive grand finals goes down in history among the finest of all time. But can they win three in a row? Right here, right now, I'll say no. Well, the Aussies are even front page of the Australian today. Delhi disaster has Cummins and Co. reeling. Back page of the Australian, swing and miss in Delhi debacle. Back page of the Telegraph, swept away. Hope's shot in a dire collapse. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Delhi flop. What headlines we got there, pup. Uh, and we've got an issue too with David Warner, who had to be replaced uh, for the second innings after he suffered a concussion after a hit he copped in the first dig. And Matty Renshaw ended up coming back into the side. Gee, he looks all at sea, Matt Renshaw. He's not the only one, though, let's face it. But uh, I wonder what this means for David Ward. It's also been discovered he's got a hairline fracture around his elbow. So uh, you wonder whether he'll now be putting cotton wool uh, for the remainder of this series. And, uh, well, interesting considering you just feel, as I've said last week, it just feels like there's a bit of a groundswell starting to develop around his future selection. But as we've discussed, Clarky, I mean, who are you going to throw in there? Yeah, I, I think... There's a lot to talk about and discuss. David Warner would be one of those things. but Travis said opening was a success until he got out, of course, yeah. after he made 40-odd. And in these conditions. Mm. Very different going and batting in England as well, which is our next series. So that's, yeah. I think right now, there's right now this Australian team needs to be very focused on, okay, let's have a look at what we've done. 
in these first two test matches in every single department. And let's start again for test three, even with our selections, even with what is the best 11 players to take that field. Then we work out what is the best batting order. Then we work out, is it spinners? Is it quicks? What is the combination? Like, I, I just feel from before we got there, it, it, we just, oh, I was, a big part of success is preparation. Our preparation was not great. And then we've made errors along the way. It seems like the boys have had some time at North Sydney Oval or wherever and said, right, individually, this is going to be our plan. I'm going to play this way. But we haven't adapted. We haven't adapted to conditions. You know, it's like I say, I'm not saying don't sweep in India. I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying you sweep at the right time, at the right stage of your innings, on the right pitch, and generally with the spin. Very hard to try and sweep against the spin when the ball's not bouncing. So basics, basics of batting and facing spin bowling in those conditions, we are getting so wrong. Renshaw faced eight balls. He swept five of those eight balls or attempted to sweep them. And he was out three times on tour, LBW, on all three occasions. So again... Is that technique? Is that attitude? Is that being told what he should or shouldn't do? Or is it just being inept in the conditions? Poor preparation, isn't it, Clark? Well, it's, you, you, call it whatever you want. Blame whoever you want. It, you're not going to have success. So when you walk out to bat, on every occasion, you're working out, how do I make runs? That's my job, to make runs. Make one, and I want one to turn into 50. I want it to turn to 100. I want to score it a double 100. You're not going to be successful in those conditions if that is the way you're going to play. And again, I'm not saying don't sweep. I'm saying definitely your sweep's an important part of what you have, but it's at the right time. Lots of texts. Hey, guys, yesterday I think I witnessed the most inept batting performance by an Australian cricket side in years. Sure, a few balls kept low, but what's with all the sweep shots and even worse, reverse sweep shots? Even more astonishing was Pat Cummins' first ball cross-bat slog. It was like watching a T20 match. Disgraceful, says Mick. Uh, absolutely disgraceful performance. Do not even contemplate finding a reason to stick up for the Aussies, pup. That was a disgrace. Bring back Border, War and Ponting. Reinstate Langer. Ronald McDonald, coach, what's he done for Australian cricket? Pat Cummins, captain, precious. Hang your head in shame. Cheers, Big Albert, who hasn't missed there off the long run-up. I think the one thing that needs to happen now, though, is because of what's happened over the past few months, when... There's been, you know, go to JL being sacked and Paddy Cummins coming out and voicing that the team wanted Andrew McDonald and now they got Andrew McDonald. And whether Paddy likes it or not, he has to stand tall. I don't care if he does media every single day from yesterday until the next ball is bowled in the test match. Nobody else fronts the media. If anyone, if Andrew McDonald as coach wants to, he goes and sits beside Pat. But Pat does the media every single day and stands there and cops it and cops it and answers whatever questions are asked. He's captain. He wanted this team. He wanted Andrew McDonald as coach. He wanted accountability. Well, young man, it's staring you right in the face. So all I say with Paddy, because I love him, I've been a massive supporter. Well, you were the first I've person been to a say, massive, make him I'm, captain. I'm telling you now, though, watching the tactics of this series so far, Paddy needs to have a good look at that as well. I think we've got some tactics wrong. I think our field placements haven't been right at the right time. Hasn't helped. He hasn't had enough runs on the board for him probably to have that leeway. But that's when you're more under pressure as captain. That's where tactically you need to be spot on. It may, it, they should have been – if he gets his tactics right, right yesterday, even having India seven down or six down, at least you've had a crack at winning the test match. We just we just didn't look like we wanted to take wickets. We're happy just to lose the game slower rather than faster. So I, I, my advice to Paddy, again, it's not my place. I've had my time. He can do whatever he wants. But it would be to stand there and take the media every day and don't allow another player to go and do it. Just own it. Clark, you take us inside the Australian camp. I mean, obviously you're not there, but from your experiences. For Pat Cummins, what does he do now? Does he Does he read the media back home? Does he fear that players might be sniping behind his back? Does he call in for support? No, uh, what, yeah. what does he have to do, or what's he feeling no, right I now? Think he, he's got the to back himself. There. No, he's got to back himself. Paddy's got to back himself. He's certainly a good enough player. Like his shot yesterday was not a great one. 
He hasn't been bowling as well as he probably likes. So he's got to keep backing himself as a player, number one. But I think, you know, he is captain of Australia. So he's like everyone, when you're not performing as well as you like, you look at yourself and go, where can I get better? Then he's got, he's got to do that firstly. Then secondly, he's got to also help his teammates. How can I help my teammates get better? How do we, do we have batters go and have conversation? Bowlers have conversation. We together as a team come. Look at, if he has to look at the staff, are we getting enough help here? Do we need some more, you know, advice, guidance? Like something so simple. You've got Matthew Hayden in India at the moment commentating. Um, and Mark War, for example, it would be a no-brainer. They're at the ground. So it'd be a no-brainer to be able to go to someone like Matthew Hayden, who is a massive sweeper. He's probably the only Australian batsman that has had success sweeping in India. Matty Hayden said 100 times on commentary yesterday, boys, I wouldn't be sweeping here. Don't sweep, don't sweep, don't sweep. So these batters, go and talk to Haydos, who, yeah, who's, there. who's a sweeping genius, because he's telling you not to sweep. But I just feel, you know, we're, we're a little bit nervous to get outside help because it might be a, a little weakness. critical. Like, well, the outside help might be... Like, I'm not sitting here saying... Oh, oh, I've told you, I'm, I've, I love Paddy. Mm. Great fella, friend. I hope he's one of Australia's great captains. He needs to look at his tactics in India, I think. He, he needs to be looking at what happened yesterday and going, okay, where can I make some adjustments? I was trying to give my bowler a little bit of protection, but I also wanted to get wickets. But I, I don't know, I probably didn't have enough fielders in attacking positions or I was probably, you know, thought the game might have been over before we even walked out to bowl. Whatever it is, but that's not critical. That's how do I get better? Yeah. And it, as long as the boys are thinking like that, they will perform better in the third test. They will perform better in the fourth test, but... I think if you just stay in your bubble in situations like this, that's where it gets harder because you keep making the same mistakes and then the fans just go, they get crazier and crazier and crazier. Do some things to try and get better. That's what we need to do. Also back page of the telly, Griffin, I will fix horrid dragons is the headline there out of the charity shield. It was a worrying performance, wasn't it? Uh, From the dragons, 42-24 in Mudgee. The bunnies led 26-0 at halftime, the drag is now second favourite in the most losses market with Tab. Only the Dolphins are shorter. Uh, the Dragons $5 in that market. And uh, Coach Anthony Griffin Adamant, they'll be, well, he'll fix them and they'll be ready to go. And remember, they've got the buy in round one. So it's, I don't know if that's a blessing or not. Blessing or not, Bulldog. At least they'll be on two competition points. That's true. That's true. There was nothing to suggest from what I saw out there at Mudgee that they will finish any higher than. 12th or 13th. I'd like to sit here and say, St. George of have shown me in two trial games, and yes, they're only trial games, that there's something there for fans to hang on to, but I couldn't find anything. It's a worry. I couldn't find anything, you know? Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Heroes and villains, get your calls in. 1353-53-0419-767-272. Jeez, a lot of texts in. Uh, we'll get to them shortly. Just uh, some scores around the traps. The Genesis Invitational over there in California at the Riviera Club. Uh, John Rahm leading 15 under par for the tournament. Max Homer 14 under at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Jason Day's had uh, a really good final round so far. He's four under through 10 holes. He's seven under for the tournament, tied for 10th, uh, but has rocketed it up the leaderboard uh, now, Tiger Woods, just looking for his name down this leaderboard. There's Lucas Herbert, the Aussie at two under par. And Tiger, so far in his final round, is two over through 10 holes. He's one under for the tournament and tied for 43rd after he shot a 67 in his third round. Tiger uh, got himself into a bit of hot water. What did he do? He gave a tampon to his mate, Justin Thomas which clearly was a joke probably between the two. And uh, as you know, when it's Tiger Woods, hard to hide. Hard to hide those things. Every camera, you're just going to, someone's going to just see it at some point. So a little little lesson there for Tiger. He can't get away with, well, anything. Just found it more childish than anything else and unfunny, but clearly it was an in-joke. A little joke. Which we didn't particularly find funny, but, you know, Clarky. He's been in enough strife as it is, Tiger. Don't in and talk. around women, it's just inappropriate, yeah. unsavoury and unnecessary. Next.
Next. <laughs> in, in a debate. In a debate yesterday. Not to me. <laughs> you know, Bulldog, you know, this is your convo. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> had a debate with Ray Thomas yesterday about can Tiger win another major. He said he could. I no. don't think he's a chance in hell of winning again on the US tour. Man, and he's been a legend, yeah. but oh, I think, I think his time's so. gone. I think I think it'd be an amazing story, but yeah, oh. it looks it looks like a fair gap at the moment between the best and where he's at at the moment. Love to see it happen, but yeah, you can't be, see it happening. Yeah. Uh, Premier League overnight, Manchester United beat Leicester 3-0. Tottenham beat West Ham 2-0. Mossy will be on later this morning. Gee, there was a, a goal fest in the A-League yesterday. Adelaide and the Wanderers played out a 4-4 draw. And well done, the Matildas, who were hitting form at the right time, heading towards the World Cup, what, five months away. And, uh, well, they beat number seven-ranked Spain 3-2 yesterday in front of just more than 17,000 at Combank Stadium. Um, Heroes and Villains Radio, and by the way, this is, if you're just tuning in, the great Bulldog Richie sitting in for Loz today, as Loz had a weekend in New Zealand and is coming back tomorrow. So, Bulldog, great to have you on board, by the way. Great to be here. Heroes and Villains. So, Clarky, mm-hmm. I'll leave the villain to you, because I think I know what that's going to be. Because <laughs> awesome. I was going to say the Australian cricket team, but I assume mm. we'll all probably go in the same area. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go the Bulldogs. It was only a trial yesterday, I've said that before, but I thought they were grossly disappointing. For what we'd been promised, and the build-up, and the recruitment, and the new coach, and Gus, I thought Cronulla blew them off the park yesterday, and their second half was exceptionally poor, error after error. They will bounce back, and I'm sure they'll be ready for round one at Brookvale Oval against Manly, but based on yesterday, I flicked on the telly, Expecting to see a lot more from Canterbury. What are they going to do about the fullback position? Hayes Perham was there yesterday, didn't have a great day. Uh, gee, that's a, that's an issue for them, They've isn't it? They've got a number of issues after yesterday. Mm-hmm. Look, I still think Ado Carr could be considered in the number one jumper. But yes, you're right, Mido. There's a glaring uh, void there at the back. And my hero, I'll go with St. Helens. I just thought they were courageous. They came out here with a good attitude. They were friendly toward the media. Everything they did was polished and professional. They've won four titles straight back home. They've now won the first World Club Challenge in Australia since Wigan in 1994. So in terms of English club sides, they could well go down as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Pup. Yeah, my heroes are the same, St. Helens. Um, I gave them absolutely no chance, thought they'd get belted, and I was 100% wrong. No surprise to anyone, I'm sure. So congratulations to them and very well done. So I'll take half the villain for me giving them no chance, and the other half is the no-brainer. It's, uh, it's, the, way we, it's the way we played. Not the fact we lost, because losing in India is... Is regular for every team. It's a very hard place to win. So I don't care. I don't care too much about, you know, if we don't get the results that we want. But I do care about the way we play. And we made some massive mistakes and did not learn a thing from the first test match. So we've got some work to do. Well, my hero, and we've got to give a very honourable mention to the great L Daly, who's multi one on Saturday. Well, he got up. He did too. He did too. And he urged us on our WhatsApp group chat last night to give him. You know, significant praise today. <laughs> uh, well, so, enough. well done, got, Loz. Yeah, well done, Loza. Got the punters up for 2023 for the first time. Honourable mention St. Helens, but I've got to make the hero, uh, Dean Lester, and uh, quite a few texts there coming through who we lost last week. Uh, just really, really sad. I believe his funeral is this week at the Cranbourne Turf Club uh, in Melbourne, but I'll just check on those details. But, uh, yeah, Dino's the hero. And the villain, well, I'm going to go above and say the villain is Cricket Australia because the undertone of this series started when it was obvious the Big Bash was the priority at a high level this summer and our test preparation for this series suffered as a result. David Warner got on a plane and said he was exhausted. We played no tour game, of course. I mean, all the players I know defended that and the staff, etc., but I think there's a real issue in Australian cricket at the moment uh, in regards, obviously, the scheduling. And I know that we're, uh, you know, we're shackled by the schedule, scheduling to to an extent. But you can do just you see think, the priorities shifting, Clarky. Do, do you think if Justin Langer was the head coach, 
he would have allowed the Australian players not to have Absolutely a two-game. Probably not. Probably not. What me, means me more to CA? Well, that's what I'm the, questioning. The, the, the gold bag of nuggets. You already know the answer to this that question. comes through the Big Bash, Clarkie, or winning a Test series no, in India. You, they've, we've just seen. So they've made it quite clear, haven't they? Very clear. And I think this year in particular, because it's the the TV rights are are up, so that like they need the BBL to go for maximum dollar. And by keeping Steve Smith, for example, and Nathan Lyon and whoever else played um, in those BBL games, instead of going and playing a tour game, will certainly help your sale of the BBL. What do you think the average cricket fan would want, though, as his priority? Well, would he dep- rather a big, a big and strong big bash or a test series victory in England? Well, I know what de- I'd rather. Yeah, but depend, oh. depends on what generation you're asking. If you're asking a 14-year-old kid... He would want to go and see. He's not even watching the Test series in India because he's uh, out playing cricket yesterday, or he's at school. Like he's, I don't think. I think the younger generation, the 2020 stuff, is massive for them. They love it, and I think we see it by every game. There's people turning up and watch, watching. So the guys, the kids that were able to go and watch Steve Smith, for example, playing the BBL or David Warner or something like that. That's Usman Khawaja. That's super special. They love that. Um, but us, who have always cherished and prioritised Test cricket, that's why we probably find this so so hard to watch. We've got Michael on the line. G'day, Michael. G'day, Meadow. G'day, guys. Morning, buddy. Have you got a hero and villain for us? Yes, uh, my hero is Dino. Dean Lester, mm. the great man. I'm, he pulled me out of the poop so many times. And I, um, although I didn't know him, I feel like I did. And I'm really, really sad. Yeah, it's 54, too young and just, yeah, top bloke. And uh, really, really sad, for sure. What about your villain? Villain, uh, the obvious one's the cricket team, but I think they're going to cop a little bit today. So um, I'll give it to cancer, mate. I'll give it to cancer. Takes too many people too soon. Very true. Good on you, Michael. Appreciate the call, mate. You're not the only one to make cancer the villain today in relation to... Uh, Dean Lester and uh, just stacks of texts here. Uh, Hero St. Helens for shutting those annoying Panthers players up for once. Uh, villain, agenda-driven comments calling for Justin Langer to come back after the terrible performances in India. We've only le- ever lost twice to India and Australia and Langer was the coach in both series. Uh, no name to that one. No, I don't, well, yeah, I'm not going to say no one's calling for JL to come. I'm certainly, I think that JL's had his time. He couldn't come back now anyway. I, I don't think that's an option. Um, I just think, yeah, well, my question to you, Mido, was do you think he would have allowed, because he is old school test cricket priority, pinnacle, do you think he would have accepted a, a no tour game mm. in the lead up? And I, I find that hard to believe that he would have. I think the boys were saying, whether this be right or wrong, Clarkie, that they had a tour game in India the last series. True, they did. And I was there. They were supplied a green, a green seamer with no spinners. Correct. Correct. But when you go to India, it's not just about the pitch. The pitch. So in the meantime, when the game's going on, even a tour game. You, you you got nets. You go and bat in. You got so you you face net bowlers every single day. So even spending an extra week over there, five days or seven days of extra batting in those conditions, is massive. So yeah, ideally the game's what's important, but it's everything around what comes with touring with India. Like even I think of me now going over there. It it still takes me, and I've been there a million times. Probably a week for my stomach to acclimatise to the Indian food. The spices, different like uh, so heavier in carbohydrate. Like it just it takes your body time. That's sitting in an air conditioned box commentating. That's not walking out into thirty eight degrees dry heat playing a game where you've got to be your absolute best. So, like for me going to India, your minimum ten ten days in that country before you're facing a ball in a test match, minimum, and that's for every single part of different culture, different lifestyle, different world really. India can't believe their luck. A team lobs into their country without a tour game, having just played in the BBL, <laughs> and decide to start sweeping all game. Yeah. Can't be understated the significant injuries. Stark and Green and Hazelwood. 
But, oh, but, 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 hang, but hang on a second. Stark and Hazelwood wouldn't have played this test match. So if they're fully fit, they pick one quick, Pat Cummins. They pick three spinners. So even if they'll fit, Cameron Green, really? Yep, he's the one. If Cameron Green's playing, but then our, our number one run scorer in the first innings, Peter Hanske, wouldn't have played. So this is the part, this is where we go, okay, if, well, I want yeah. the team fully fit, but if you, you wouldn't have selected, by looking at the 11 they picked, they wouldn't have selected Star, uh, Hazelwood or Stark. They would have selected Cameron Green. Would he have done as good as Peter Hanscom? What's the Ashton you Agar know? situation, Clarkie? Yeah, I can't work why, it out. Why is he there? I can't work it out. I don't know why. I don't. I would have picked him in the first test. His confidence so must be at rock bottom. They've brought a young kid in to make his debut. Or two kid, two youngsters, two deputants have, have jumped him. So I have no idea what has happened to to, to Ashton over them. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, also on the text line here, um, villain the big C cancer. It's at some stage impacted us all, without doubt. Taking the great man uh, Dean Lester, who's battled through so many adversities in life, was heartbreaking. Hero Dean Lester. They say the mark of a man isn't words but actions. He was a humble person, although never meeting him, I felt like I'd known him all my life. I remember four or five years ago at Warrnambool, he tipped four or five winners. Uh, was a fill up. RIP, great man, you'll be missed. Well, already am. Thanks, guys. Jace sending that one through earlier. We've got Sam on the line. G'day, Sam. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, heroes and villains. Um, I'll go hero first. Uh, I'm going to go with Latrell Mitchell. Um, apart from the great game he played on Saturday night, even Arvo, um, the way he consulted, um, and that's not the first time he's done it with um, Tyrell Sloan mm. after the game. Like, Make sure he's all okay and that, and and like he's, he's, I feel like he's becoming a bit of a leader now, which is which is great to see too. It was a lovely, and, um, lovely vision, wasn't it, Sam, to watch Latrell care for an opponent. Generally, opposition players you know, don't get their hugs from rivals, but Latrell could clearly see Tyrell was distressed after his performance. You know, Tyrell has claimed now that he's over any thoughts of leaving, despite seeking some releases during the off-season. But that vision did make me question whether Tyrell's in a really good headspace in terms of the coming season. Yeah, no, it was very nice. And it was quite a while. It wasn't like a quick 10 seconds. It was like, make sure you're okay, are you okay? And when he was, then he went away to his teammates. Who's, and, who's your villain? And, and the villain, the obvious one, Australian cricket. So mm-hmm. it's hard not to pick him as a villain at this stage. Yep, yep. Well, it feels like uh, Groundhog Day was pretty much the same after the first test of a week ago. We were saying the same thing. Good on you, Sam. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you. Good, appreciate it. Keep them coming. 1353-53. Andrew, good morning. Hey, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. Who's your hero, villain? Um, my hero is Travis Head. I'll ask you a question, Clarky. Go for it, buddy. Um, mate, so I followed your career, like, when you were, you know, I was about the same age. Yeah. Back when you were younger, you got dropped. And I think the reason was you were too flighty in your cricket shots, you know, hitting the ball in the air too much. Yeah. Got dropped, worked for your game, came back, became a great player. Matty Head was the fourth best player in the world. He got dropped. Mm. He comes back when he, sh- he should have played the first test. Yeah. And then plays, plays well in the first innings. And then Warner gets hurt. And then they go, oh, Renshaw's our next opener, but we're going to put you up to open mm. in these conditions where we didn't trust you to play at all in the first step. Yeah, it's, it's, how's, how's that fair on, on Travis here? No, nah, well, at the moment, it seems like Travis the one player that's just, they'll throw him wherever they can, and if he doesn't do well, they get rid of him. If he does do well, then, like, he, he would be, right now, Travis would be so confused. He'd be just going... You know what? I just hope you pick me. I don't care if you bat me at 11 or you bat me at 1. Just give me a game because I think I should be in the team. So I think he's actually handled it really well. But, yeah, there's no – if you, you're ranked four in the world. Your last six, the last 12 months you've averaged 60 in test cricket. You've earned the right to, to have your position. So to me, number five in this Australian team is owned by him right here, right now. If he fails, different story. But until then, he, he should be batting at number five. If they make that decision in the second innings that because they think it's best for the team, open the batting with, with Trav Head, then 
you know, he, he just goes, whatever. Okay, I'll open if that's what you want me to do. But, yeah, oh, Matt, I don't know what they've done with him. I don't know why he didn't play the first test. And he looked to me like he played spin as good as anyone in this test match. So if Warner's available for the third test, Clarkie, we assume he comes back in. Got to. Does that mean Travis goes back to five and Renshaw well, is I, given the... Well, Cameron Green will bat at six. So I think in so this Hanscom third test match... So and Renshaw could both go. I think in this test match, we're going to play for the first time what our best seven should be. Assuming David Warner's fit and assuming Cameron Green's fit. It'll be Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Travis Head, Cameron Green, Alex Carey. That'll be our top seven. Then we work out what is our best attack. And I would have thought before a ball was bowled in the series, two fast bowlers, two spinners, and Cameron Green. <laughs> so I think for the first time in the series, we're just going to go back to picking basic clean, black and white, what is our best 11? That was the top seven we had for the summer yep. back here, which yep. was so successful. Yes. So I don't know why we started tinkering with it. Well, injury to Cameron Green was one, but I, I, I agree. I have no idea how Travis had. Travis said did not play in that first test match. Sorry, Andrew, who's your villain, mate? Um, Cricket Australia and the way we played yesterday, apart from Travis Head, they uh, just gave their wicket away. It was, I couldn't believe it. I went to bed on the Saturday night, and they were one for 60-odd. And I was busy in the morning, come back, turn the, turn the cricket on, and India were one for 15. I went, what happened? Probably a blessing in disguise. You didn't see it. Yeah, I know. I don't understand. It was hard happened. to watch. Oh, it was 90 minutes of torture. Mm. Uh, good on you, Andrew. Appreciate the call, mate. Uh, keep them coming. 13.53.53. I think we've got time for Todd. G'day, Todd. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. How are we going? Yeah, pretty well. Thanks, mate. Uh, heroes for today. Team India, my blood. Uh, four straight border Gavaskar trophies. Uh, undefeated since 2017, boys. Yeah, they've got um, the wood on us. No doubt about played that. In, one in Australia twice. One in India twice. Um, you can talk about the pitches. You can talk about the players. The bottom line is India's beaten Australia four times in a row. Full straight Board of Gavaskar trophies. My blood, absolutely fantastic. We're flying. Can't looking forward to the Board of Gavaskar. Uh, looking forward to the World Test Championship against Australia, probably. More than likely. And we'll see you guys there. Um, the the villain for this week has to be, unfortunately, Tim Clark. I don't know if he walked under a ladder or kicked a cat. I don't know what he did on Saturday. But, uh, man, that was a tough day. Four, probably four or five winning chances including Art Cabin, um, absolutely beaten. And, oh, man, that was a tough day to watch as a punter. Yeah, a couple of shorties went down. Nature Strip, of course, went down in the lightning uh, down south as well. But Art Cabin, heavy odds on fifth in the Hobartville, won by Ossipenko, which, of course, Loz had in his multi to run top two, ends up winning there in an upset on Saturday. Todd, well done with the Indians. Too good, as you mentioned. Appreciate the call. John Rahm still leading in the final round at the Genesis Invitational on the PGA Tour. 15 under par. Max Homer, 14 under. And Jason Day has had a very good final round. In fact, he's 5 under through 11 holes, the Aussie. Up to tied for 10th now. He's 8 under par for the tournament. Seven shots off the pace. Uh, Tiger earlier was two, yeah, he's now three over through 12 holes in his final round. So he's even par for the tournament. Tiger tied for 49th. Um, now over in the Premier League overnight, good win for Tottenham. Uh, they've beaten West Ham in that uh, London derby this morning. It's finished 2-0 there. Spurs winning. Manchester United beat Leicester. 3-0, and, uh, well, the I guess the shock result over the weekend was the fact Nottingham Forest held Manchester City to a 1-1 draw, and with Arsenal winning at Aston Villa 4-2, it's advantage Arsenal again after they lost to City last week, and we've got Mossy on later this morning, but Arsenal, who have played a game less than City, are two points ahead of them, so potentially five clear if they can win that game in hand. In the relegation zone as it stands, well, West Ham, after that defeat overnight, in the relegation zone, uh, just one point. Well, Everton and Bournemouth are one point ahead of them. West Ham on 20 points. Leeds on 19. Southampton 18 are the teams in the drop zone as it stands. At, now, in the uh, trials yesterday, and it was a great win for 
the Titans, 40-16 to 16 over the Dolphins last night. And uh, we saw Khan Pereira, the young rookie winger, he had three tries after 11 minutes, finished with four for the game. Uh, the Dolphins, gee, you just know it's going to be a tough season, Bulldog. What do you reckon? I heard Blocker, <clears throat> excuse me, on the coverage last night on Fox saying that if they could win five to six games, that would be fair. I don't know whether the Dolphins would accept that, but I think Blocker's on the money. What, what is that magic figure in year one, Mido, that you would have as a pass mark? I mean, they're going to come last, you would imagine. I still think they're a year short from where they should be in terms of coming into the competition. If they had another year, I think that would be an enormous benefit for the Dolphins. I think they've come in a year too early. Uh, I also believe, despite their denials, that they believed Wayne Bennett would pull a couple of big guns, and he hasn't. He's missed out on every massive target he had. And that's a fair side they sent out last night, but it's not a side that will be any higher than 16th, 15th, or 14th. Yeah. What I was surprised with, though, Mido, was the Tigers. Wow, 36-4 to mm. over the Raiders. That was a big result. Again, sounding like a parrot, it was a trial game. But for the Tigers, that's a big win, Mido. Mm. You need confidence, and it's a big win for Tim Sheens to get himself back into coaching and back into that winning mode. Especially after last week. But I think, again, I, we have to be careful. Last week when we got flogged, we sat here and I asked Loz the same thing and Loz said, don't look too much into it. It's just a trial game. It's not your full squad. Take a breath. It's okay. So now when we do play better, I've still got to say the same thing. Right, yeah, it's just a trial game. But, yeah, for me, I, 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 think, I think for teams like the Tigers – um, that are in similar situation to the Tigers, these trial, ga- trial games become more important. Well, it, it, it rewards you if you have a good win, Clarky, for yeah. the hard work you've done during summer. Yeah. And it also puts a smile on your face, and it gives you that winning feeling, mm. which is incredibly important. Especially game before round one. one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Time is running out to get your tickets for the Big Sports Breakfast Lunch this Friday, Feb 24, the Wink Stand overlooking Royal Randwick there. Graham Arnold's one of our guest speakers, the Socceroos coach. Blocker will be there and the usual BSB and Racing HQ favourites. It's going to be a great afternoon. Just head to australianturfclub.com.au to secure your seat today. australianturfclub.com.au. Uh, Bulldog will be signing autographs, doing a photo session as well. So, uh, Clarky and I will be there. I will definitely be there, buddy. There's a, if there's you. two booths, Clarky, with you <laughs> and I mm. for selfies, yeah. who would have the longest queue? I would definitely be saying you. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'd beg to differ. No, definitely you. I would be queuing up for a selfie with you, for sure. <laughs> What's your attire? What are you going for? In terms of what am I going to wear? Yeah. Oh, I'll wear a snappy pair of jeans. Okay. Nice shoes. Snappy. Nice uh, collared pair. shirt with some buttons down the front. Long mm. sleeve shirt? I don't mind long sleeve. Okay. I don't really have the muscle tone to show off too much in short sleeves. Are you a tucking man or untuck? Untuck. Okay. Yeah, tucking's a bit... Uh, belt? A bit nerdy. Belt? Yeah. I like a belt. Just to... Suck in, in the excess over Christmas. Just to turn your core on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like yeah, it. Right yeah. so Make when sure I you wear socks. Yeah, socks for sure. When I get there with all those right. added up. You'll be looking sharp. I'll be ready to yeah, well, I'll definitely be lining up for that selfie all with right, you. Okay. Lock it in. Give, it, give us a call, 13.53.53. We've got Julie. Morning, Julie. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Have you got a hero and villain for us? I do. My villain is cancer. I lost my sister a couple of months ago to cancer and it um, really devastated the whole family. And my hero is my nine-year-old granddaughter who is going to shave her hair off for the world's greatest shave in honour of my sister. Oh, amazing. Good on her. Yeah. Nine years of age. She's nine, yes. What a princess. Good on her. I know, yeah. Yeah, Special. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I oh, really appreciate the call, Julie. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry for your loss, Julie. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Absolutely oh, devastating. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Touches it's, everyone, doesn't it? Even it, if it's you ab- know, not you personally, there's there's someone, there's yeah. a friend, there's a family. It, it yeah. just, it is, it's a horrible disease. I know, and we just can't get a cure for it. Yeah. And, yeah, everything else we can do, but just devastating yeah. for everybody. Cherish yeah. every day. That's what we should be doing. Because oh, it's absolutely. not a trial game. This is it. We yeah. only get one go, so we should enjoy it. Yeah. Hold someone and tell them you love them. Yeah. Well said. Well, enjoy your day, Julie. 
Thank you, yep, Julie. Thank you. Yeah, thank and a you. lot of people nominating cancer, obviously, after we lost Dean Lester last week. Cancer is their villains this morning. Keep them coming on the text line. I'll get to those. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. It's a very unfair text. <laughs> just come through, guys. I've got to mention it. There's no name. Shock me. Bullfrog. Uh, we'll have a fair lineup for selfies. It's not often you can get a photo with a short little fat man. He's <laughs> <laughs> up. That is really. He's up at six forty-five on okay, Monday morning. Boy. I got feelings, <laughs> Clarky. Go easy, you blokes out there. Been in this game a long time, but I'm still a mate. Mate, if you want to be slenched, you've come to the right place. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Read our text line. You do not walk out here any day without being absolutely smoked. Yeah, well, I've got this bloke's number. I might give him a ring later. <laughs> uh, he answers the but, phone. Hello, yeah. Robbie Slater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one back across the net for once. Uh, Trent, morning. Midday, Pap and Home and Away's number one fan. Good morning. I am. Morning, How are buddy. you, Trent? <laughs> Good morning, you going, buddy? I'm a bit disappointed last week or two. I don't know. The show's just... It's fading. It's just sliding. Fading. Yeah, the storylines aren't still the watching. same. And... I love it. It's home I told you, away, it's my dream to be in are the you... background. Mate, I just want to walk Neighbours has come back, make the fight, and that's how good it's going. So let's um, so you na- know, put home and away in its place. Neighbours yeah. is back after yeah. we had that no, emotional farewell. Yeah, he got a second gig. Oh, they threw yeah, a party, got a big, and then he got a, he got a second it's gig. It's like a boxing retirement. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Another comeback. Exactly. Nah, exactly. Look, it's a uh, yeah, it's a tough gig being an actor in Australia, so they've got to give him job somewhere, I guess. But um, anyway, look, um, boys. I'll give him a heroes and villains, but just give it to Julie, please, and give the kid a hundred dollar voucher as well. Yeah, good call. Give him, good give call. it to, give it to. Um, yeah, so look, I'll give him a heroes and villains, but um, look, hero Dean Lester, um, boys, what he went through in his um, short life, you know, no person should have to go through. And uh, may he rest in peace. And honourable mention goes to a former lackey and there, Nicholas George Cunyak, for his um, efforts to call two meetings yesterday midday. So oh, he did, I'm guessing, Mount Gambier, which is his patch. Yeah, is there which another? is his patch. Mate, he also got stuck with Hillsville down the straight. Try calling that door straight. <laughs> that ain't pleasant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hold on a mention. A desperate like me listen to the morning greys on Sky, and all of a sudden I hear his voice pop up. Um, yeah, at Hillsville. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? So, yeah, he had to call two meetings yesterday, Nicholas. So, fair play to him. How'd he go on the um, tip? Uh got to be honest with you, Mido, I didn't follow his too much, but um, I did okay. I'm not sure how Kunyak went. Okay, well, as long as you won. <laughs> there, mate. It was a good morning. So, um, anyway, but uh, look, the villain. Um, look, Pup, you might take me the task on this one, buddy, but I'm going to throw it in anyway, the selectors of the Australian cricket team. Um, I've got, look, Pat Cummings has been a fantastic captain so far, but it reared its ugly head the second test. Was he, if we're going to go with three spinners... Is he the right quick option? Now, I don't think he is on his own. And it's very hard to drop your skipper, isn't it? When you're going with, if you're going with one quick, he's pretty much it. You're not, they're not going to pick anyone else. They've backed themselves into a corner by making him captain. I don't look, I may, I may be way off base here. I think three spinners was the wrong option. I think we go to, if you're going to go, if you're going to go spinners, you go two spinners. And two quicks. Yeah, I don't, I don't, but, I don't think we need three spinners. Uh, like I said, no, I think I, what what happens because we picked two right arm offies in the first test and they did well. We had to go with that in the second. I, I, I don't think we necessarily need three legitimate spinners because I think our part timers are better than we give them credit for. I think Travis Head is a very good part time spinner. I think Marnus Labuschagne can bowl some really handy overs. So, yeah, I'd like to still see, even though that pitch you, you could have had. Yeah, there, there wasn't much. Uh, it wasn't too much fast bowling that was going to be required unless you lost the toss and bowled first. As soon as Australia won the toss and, bo- and batted first, they got away with only having one quick. But yeah, I still think we're better balanced with two fast bowlers, two legitimate spinners, ideally Cameron Green, the all rounder. Clarky, do you think our two debutante spinners are up to test level right now, or do you think we just picked them because? It was a spinning track. Yeah. They had three spinners, so let's just rush two oh, of them think, in quickly. Well, Todd Murphy's got seven wickets. I think didn't he get six or seven in the first test? So you can't say no, he wasn't ready. Oh, I don't. I just don't know. If, if you pick our full strength team, and I have Travis said in that, I think if you've got Nathan Lyon and Travis said, I don't think you need a third 
off-spinning option. So unfortunately for Todd Murphy, I wouldn't have picked him in the first test. But he come in, bowled beautifully. I thought he bowled well in the second test as well. Yeah. So, yeah, he's done fantastic in these conditions so far and has justified his selection. But I don't know if that's the right balance for us. I, that's why I, I was saying I would have went one spinning in, in line, and one spinning away in either Ashton Agar, who probably would have been my first choice because I think he, he bowls quite similar to Jadeja in those conditions. Fast, in at the stumps, quite accurate, doesn't try and do too much with the ball. That would have been my first two options. And he can or bat. you had Swepson as well. And he can bat Enfield in Agar. Thanks for the call, Trent. Morning, Glenn. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, pretty well, thanks, mate. You got a hero yeah. on villain? Yeah, obviously, Dean Lester. And I also want to throw in Channel 7 for a fantastic tribute that they did to him during their racing coverage on the weekend. Yep. Um, Laurie, well done, mate. I know you're not there for finally getting a multi-up, and that was probably helped by me tipping it for the first, backing it for the first ever time. <laughs> Villains, it's got to be Gowie for tipping Bale Hostler, who didn't make the cut. And the Australian cricket side, second innings capitulation are my villains. Good on you, Glenn. Appreciate anyway, it. Have a great day, boys. Uh, well, the Adam Pengilly followers would have been pretty happy on Saturday when Electric Girl saluted at what, around the $8.50 mark. Adam, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. I think it was a good good weekend all around, wasn't it, for the team? I can't believe Woz has got the multi and then just takes the Monday off. Yeah, I oh, know. How about it? Um, <laughs> anyway, he'll be held accountable to. Well, I mean, it's probably. Ironic because he would have preferred to probably been here to, you know, take the to praise, mm. and he'll be now worried that everyone has forgotten about it by tomorrow. Yeah, but he'll get the praise today through callers and Yumido, and then he'll come back tomorrow and double dip. Yeah, good. So point. he's actually going to get two days of praise instead of one. So that's the genius of it all. It's all right. There's always next Friday. He's that There's much closer to his next Laurie. defeat. You just got to scratch beneath the surface, mm. and you'll find the true story. And it's not uh, a heavy scratch either. <laughs> um, now, on the back page of the Herald, uh, you've written a story under the headline, NRL set for concussion, automatic stand downs, Adam. Uh, so we saw the AFL bring in an automatic period. Is the NRL set to follow suit? You, we felt like this has probably been inevitable for a while. Yeah, it's a good question, Jared. They haven't completely made up their minds yet and, and made a decision uh, either way, but they do have to make a call at some stage this week. So you're exactly right by saying the AFL has gone down this path a couple of years ago. We do we do have some sort of rule in the NRL where if you do get or suffer a concussion during a game, there is like an 11-day mandatory rest period, but there is a clause in that protocols where you can go visit an independent concussion specialist and they can clear you to play the next week. So, for example, we had, I think Spencer Lenny was probably the most high-profile one last year. He got knocked out in the um, preliminary final against South Sydney. He went and saw an independent specialist and was cleared to play the following week in the grand final. But if the NRL does push ahead with this proposal, that won't be happening anymore. So, basically, the player will, will miss at least one game uh, if they suffer a concussion. They're going to make that call this week. I'm not saying either way which way they're going to go, but it's definitely on their agenda. They've definitely been discussing it. And we should get some news and clarity on that in the next few days. Adam, I should probably know this, but I'm assuming there are different levels of concussion. Surely if you have a lesser level of concussion, you would be quite frustrated to be ruled out for the following week and 11 days. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of players, Bulldog, who would probably feel that way. But I think the NRL are considering whether to make it a blanket, blanket sort of rule so players do have that absolute minimum one game off. And obviously, we've seen players in the past who have been suffering, you know, lingering symptoms have much more than one game off. I think guys like uh, Luke Keary, Ryan Pappenhausen come to mind who had extended periods on the sideline. Even Alex Twyla from the Tigers, he missed pretty much half the season last year, and he's come back to start playing again in the trials this year. So there's going to be a lot of debate about this. Um, you've seen a lot of other sports around the world who have enforced these mandatory stand down periods. The NRL hasn't quite gone down that path yet, but. Um, They'll make that call at some stage this week whether to enact that rule this year. Let's talk some racing. And on Saturday, we saw After Cabin go down in the Hobartville at odds on. And Ossipenko, obviously in Loz's multi, upset the favourite. What do you make of it? Yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on After Cabin, Jerry, because just he had a torrid run, didn't he? He was just a little bit slow out of the gates. And then Tim Clark had to use him up in the, I suppose, pretty much the early stage, almost the entire first half of the race. And, he was always going to be vulnerable there late. Not Sopenko. We saw a different string to his bow there on the weekend, didn't we? He drew a nice barrier, and Nash was able to get him to settle a lot closer than what he usually does. He's always been sort of a get back and, and run on horse, but he's got that really electric turn of foot. So what it does do, it sets it up for a fantastic win with Guineas in a couple of weeks' time. We've been talking about Ask Cabin being a dominant, dominant favourite for that race. 
uh, the group one that all these three-year-olds are targeting up here in Sydney. I don't know if that's going to be the case right now because Osipenko has shown there's another, I suppose, a bit more versatility to his um, to his craft. And Zutiger, again, was so brave on speed. So, yep, uh, I don't want to be sucking off Cabin straight away. It'll probably all come down to price again, I'd imagine, heading towards the Randwick Guineas. But no doubt Osipenko's got his hoof on the tour to try and win one of these big group ones. Buddy, what happened with Nature Strip? Clarky. Um <laughs> That was disappointing from him, wasn't it? Um, probably clearly the, the worst run he's put in for, for a long, long time. And we've been chatting about it for a while. I think the back end of his spring campaign, there's probably a few little warning signs there that his form was starting to taper off and he was probably starting to feel his age a little bit. And, and no doubt feeling effects of that trip across the Royal Ascot. But um, a 1,000 metres down the straight there at Flemington, where he's excelled in the past in a race which was just perfect for him at set weights, for him to... I suppose, not finish off his race in the manner that we're accustomed to seeing him do is probably a real, real concern for mine. Um, less me say anything to Chris Wall about how to handle the horse. He'll know what to do with the horse. But I think he'd probably be, in his private moments, pretty concerned about our performance. So don't take nothing away from Colin Gaddis. He's a great filly. He was fantastic there again on the weekend, just riding the speed, just behind the speed. And a little bit too strong late. And I noticed that her connections are talking about maybe potentially heading across to, to Royal Ascot later this year for a little bit of a Northern Hemisphere campaign. But I think no doubt the story out of that race was Nature Strip. And I think Chris will try and get him to six furlongs at his next start later in the in the autumn. Let's just hope he can re- recapture some of his best form. Heading towards the Golden Slipper, and uh, Gia thought Cylinder was pretty impressive there on Saturday. The trial was really nice. And, uh, well, Godolphin, another chance, it seems, for... The big one in what less than a month's time. Yeah, are we any clearer, Jared, about this golden slipper picture? Like we're, we're only four weeks out now, so it's really crunch time at the moment. And I thought he was fantastic, cylinder there. Um, obviously, an extremely nice horse for golf, and he, he ran up to his trial. But where does he sit in the pecking order? I'm, I, I don't know. I can't sort of put my finger on it right now. I thought Platinum Jubilee was really good again, riding the speed, and I suppose she ties in that Magic Millions form with Scott the Law, who we'll see in Sydney. Uh, this Saturday coming up, King's Gambit. Well, they seem to be intent on trying to educate him and ride him with cover, and he's just not quite, I suppose, the same explosive horse we saw on debut back in the spring at Caulfield um, down there when everyone ran good time. Everyone said, oh, this is going to be the two-year-old to follow heading towards the slip. I, w- I wouldn't suck him yet because I think he's still got some improvement to come, but he's probably not the, the, the P at the moment. I still think learning to fly, rightfully so, is the Golden Slipper favourite, and still got a little bit of water going to the bridge yet, but no doubt Cylinder put his hand up there, and I'm still a little bit in two minds about which way this slipper picture is going to play out in the next few weeks. Cylinder, $15 in the all-in market for the slipper, learning to fly, remaining the $4 favourite as it stands. We've got the blue diamond this week as well. Uh, mate, we'll chat tomorrow. Thank you so much. Can't wait to hear lots tomorrow, Jerry. It's going to be a long show for you boys. Isn't it? See you, mate. See ya.